Welcome, Welcome to Art with Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona? No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson. Welcome to episode 19. This week we went to visit the phenomenal uh, oil painter Susie Duro and we were lucky enough to visit her studio now that um, New South Wales um, is allowing us all to move around more we were able to do a face-to-face interview so um, we hope that you really enjoy this interview it was fantastic to hear all about Susie's practice and see her incredibly tidy studio which uh, gave me a kick up the boop to uh, get mine in order so thanks for that Susie. Uh, Julie and I we're really grateful uh, for all that we learned from you. We're both so inspired that we would love to sign ourselves up for a master's at uh, National Art School, but sadly, not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but we are currently studying online with the National Art School, um, doing both doing some fantastic courses. So I thoroughly recommend that you check out their courses. They'll be back to face to face for term three and also online. Um, so please have a listen, enjoy, and um, thanks for listening. Don't forget to share and rate and review, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Ooh, I, just, I don't think at that point that I was sure I wanted to commit to a career as an artist, and I was interested in... I, just, I guess I just didn't really know, and visual communication seemed like a much broader kind yeah. of... Um, what is visual communication like what what it's a design degree and then so I mean when I did it it was right on the cusp of computers so I left after a four years honours degree and didn't have any computer skills particularly Mm. and went into an industry that was just totally computer-based for design Mm. we've been doing like Cutting things out, you know, Photo- cutting and lots of using a photocopier, omnicromatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, was that a national art school? No, so that was, was it? A, a UTS. Oh, UTS. UTS. Okay. And um, so now, I mean, the course now is like really digital based. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing course. It was just a really awkward timing for us in the nineties yeah. going into the workplace that was changing so fast. Yeah. 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 So would would the path have been possibly graphic design out of that yeah. course yeah for me it was although you could have gone into filmmaking or um you know there are all sorts of creative design careers yeah, yeah. but a lot, a lot of us did do that yeah okay i think jenna Rastel did the same course i think i did too yeah she was saying so she similar to you she didn't do fine art because she thought oh i'll do something a bit more commercial and then there'll be more uh, job prospects but I think she did it a lot later. I mean, it's funny how um, life sort of hugs a bumble along, but I actually think it was probably really important for me because I then went, I worked with a newspaper and I did all these other things. I then got into like textile design and did that for a while. And then by the time I was ready to come back and dedicate myself to being an artist, I knew that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. you exhausted the other yeah. options. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but did you paint at high school? Uh, I did um, costume design in high school, actually. Okay. And um, I did wow. paint the costumes. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But I actually recently unearthed some um, uh, process diaries from high school. <gasps> and I would have to say that if I was a teacher looking at this, <laughs> I would say this student has absolutely no hope of being <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh, no. Come was on. really no, no. <clears throat> Do you know what, 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 you, what the thought process wasn't there yet? The thought process definitely was there. The thought yeah. process was there. Okay. Um, but any in terms of, um, like, any handling of... of yeah, but you were young. You were young. And I hadn't really been taught. Yes. And actually, but this all ties in with my my um, theories now that that painting and drawing and being an artist is is a, a taught skill like yeah, I anything. Agree. I agree. You yes. know, I think that people think there is this great mystery around yeah, being an artist. It's, not. it's a just, muscle. And all it needs you to need be. is to be inquisitive, and that's. Yep. 
exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think then the rest of it you can learn. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Guy Warren, um, the great Australian artist, he said um, to Debbie McKinnon, who I paint with, all you need to do is remain curious. And yeah. I had that thought in my head so mm. often. He said that that's his advice to any artist, young or old, be curious. Yeah. And then you're never going to fail. Yeah. I yeah. think it's such a striking comment, you know, from such a granddaddy of the art world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think you can't have that when you're young. You know, you you can have the curiosity, but you can't. You don't have the skills. So I think you're being very hard on yourself looking back on your visual <laughs> diaries. No, well, like we're, we're, I, I do some teaching at the yeah. at our school of visual arts, and, yeah. and those students there, I think there's a lot of um, inherent talent there with the Absolutely. way they handle. Right? And I didn't have that. No, but I think, but they, I think they, it was teaching was very different back yeah. then. When I go to Art Express, yeah. you know, I grew up in England, it was maybe different anyway, but it, what we did in A-level art was like still life, painting, um, no life drawing, very pencil charcoal paint, basically. But when you go to Art Express, there's like neon and people mm -hmm. using just cardboard to paint on and just like the most yeah. insane stuff and yeah. I'm like, I would the, never have done that. They painted on a camper van. Very differently now. Yeah, they, I think they're given <coughs> more um, ability to think outside the square. Well, yeah. I said that though, I had incredible art teachers in high school. I really mm. did. Like I, um, I really did feel like the sky was the limit and, and, um, yeah, I just. So, I what mean, took you into costume? What was that? Was that a passion? Are you still um, interested? You know what? At the time, there was this incredible. Well, I I was a, I was a ballet dancer. Oh, were right. you? Wow. Well, not really. You know, like I did. I can see you. <laughs> I can see you as a ballerina. I was five. It's five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I did ballet up until. Did you do point? Yes. yes. <gasps> and I had. At the time, there was this incredible traveling exhibition of the costumes from the Ballet Russe. Yeah, right. And I was really obsessed with the dancers, um, you know, Nijinsky and, yeah. and the music, um, Stravinsky, and, and, and shared that passion with my art teacher who took us to Canberra to see this show. And so then a group of us decided that we, our, our response to that was going to be that we were going to design costumes for the theatre. Mm. So um, yeah, we did it, and we um, we all worked on different kinds of costumes. Yeah. But we would go in on weekends, and yeah. you know, like it was really. And we always listened to the music of the ballet. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was like oh my gosh, it was, I just multi-sensory so experience. Yeah, but you have yeah. to immerse yourself. Yeah. I think. But I can see how that's lent itself to what you do now. Like your paintings have got a lot of movement. Yeah, very. They, they're quite like, dancey. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a lot of texture and your eye goes like a dance in your paintings yeah I do yeah it's funny because painting a painting a picture is a, a static thing mm. um, but when I think about doing video which I have thought about in this last year at doing my master's I can't achieve the same movement in video as I feel like I can through a static no, that's really interesting. paint, which is a really strange kind yeah. of thing to... Yeah. Um, Most people would think it would be the other way around. Yeah, yeah, I think that maybe because you expect movement in video, yeah. it's really not that... Um, it's not a surprise. It's not, well, it's not yeah. a... Um, doesn't sneak up on you. I think yeah. when you stand in front of a painting, and you spend a lot of time, which you have to, in order to appreciate it. There's some horrible statistic, right? We spend an average of 10 seconds looking at a painting when we go which to the gallery. Which actually probably 10 seconds is, is that, quite a long time for most. Yeah, that's yeah. I think on average, you know, probably yeah. on average it's two seconds. Um, but you, when you actually really, if you get creative people looking at paintings, it's completely different to general public. You know, they will actually track their eye over a lot more space. Mm -hmm. But um, most people will just move on, move on. But you want that. You want that movement, I think, in a, in a piece. Because you want to create that um, sense of its multiple moments, which is what I think you achieve in your work. I don't want to just think this is a second. Yeah. This is, you know, multiple moments, multiple experiences. I really experiences. like that, multiple moments. Yeah. Yes, and I also do think that every time a new person goes to stand in front of a painting or at a different time of the day or at a mm. different time in your life with your yeah. own personal experience, you 
you get something different from yeah. the painting and there's, there's multiple definitely yeah. definitely and yeah. wherever it's hung if it's hung in, in different spaces it, it, um, it changes so what you mentioned your um, you're doing a master's at, um, at Nats what um, led you towards this ridiculous wonderful <laughs> experience of bearing in mind you live on the northern beaches and that's why i say ridiculous because yeah, the journey is what puts journey. me off going Thank going back to that yes um how I, has it been and why are you doing it okay well i i've deferred this year but i yep. completed the first year last year and yep. i'll finish next year okay um i got to a point where because when you when you have your own art practice, you do have to write a little bit for, yeah. you know, other statements or yeah. whatever. And occasionally I, you know, write something for my website. But I got to this point with my painting where I felt like I really wanted to um, overhaul the concepts behind what I was doing. Yeah. And I really, really, really wanted a rigorous study of why I was doing what I was doing, what I was trying to express, how it relates to the world in 2020. Yeah. Because I think I sort of kind of came to this, um, maybe, maybe crisis is a strong word. <laughs> not death, not, not these days. I think crisis, crisis is quite common yeah. now. <laughs> That's just part of the course. But I kind of, um, you know, like I, I think my work is largely about energies and yep. weathers and um, sort of vital forces. Yep. But essentially, it came under the canopy of landscape painting. Yep. And I feel like in 2020, with everything that we're sort of yeah. questioning and investigating about like the environment, about climate change, mm -hmm. about indigenous sort of um, occupation of this land for yep. so many, you know, 100,000 years mm. um, and what you know, where where I, you know, you how fit. I yep. respond to yep. my yep. the land that I grew up in and all of those things just suddenly made me feel like I really, really need to understand this better yep. and I think that's why at that point I thought like, because I, I was trying to do that anyway within my own life but then you you know, it's hard unless you Did have... Did you feel you had nobody answering your questions? Or you yeah, needed that guidance? I needed the guidance. Yeah. I needed the space, like the, the physical and mental space, yep. which I thought I would be able to achieve within the con within the construct yeah. of, the, mm. of that programme. So, yeah. And is that is that the kind of pitch you would have given to the National Arts School to get on your Master's, that this yeah. is what you want That's to question? That's why you're there. Yeah. 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 Was it a hard process to write to get um, the interview application? Or uh, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, um, it, it should because, be really. When you think yeah. about it, you want it to be, don't you? Because yeah. a master's is a big thing. It's, um, yeah. It shouldn't be easy. So you had to write. Um, I can't remember how much it was. Maybe three thousand words or something. Oh yeah. God. Um, I'd oh be God. dead in the water. You'd be fine. But the thing for me that was tricky because even though I had done an undergraduate in design yeah. and then I started at National Arts School but I didn't finish my degree there. Um, I had never done a lot of academic writing so yeah. it was kind of starting to understand the language of academic mm. writing mm. and trying to understand that by myself before yeah. I'd even mm. you know gotten into the course. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah mm. so but I mean I found it fascinating. I found it really yeah. interesting. And so how do they structure the masters? Do you have a studio? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a tutor? Or is it more you and your exploration of it? Well, interestingly, um, within the National Art School and all the disciplines that there are, you know, in ceramics and drawing and painting, each department does it a little bit differently. Yeah. I mean, we have a common we have common lectures, so we were sort of studying contemporary art and studying academic writing and and all those things. So you all come together. We all come together. Those all come together. Modules, yeah. And then we go into our studios. We have a, a fantastic studio space there that's yeah. been allocated to us. And um, is it shared? Like it sort of? No, you have your own space. You have your own Completely booth, like your own like little, a booth. Booth. little booth. Yeah. A booth. Yeah. And then, so for the first year, we had um, lots of different. Um, lecturers and advisors walking through and having a look at our work and talking about our work. I actually found it quite difficult because you never really got to have any kind of relationship with anybody in particular. You just felt like you were doing your elevator pitch over and over and over. Oh, and over. So you just first dates with lots of yeah, people, never yeah. got to second date. Yeah. 
which yeah. actually probably in itself it, it was awkward and I didn't ever get to the depth that yeah, I was yeah, really yeah, wanting yeah. to. But maybe it was good because you kind of you you have, have to, to keep going yeah, back to the stuff. Yes. So you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Questioning it all the yeah. time. And did they give you feedback every time they talked to you? Um, yeah, but it, would, it just really felt like it would just be initial responses. Mm. I mean, occasionally you'd get a little nugget of wisdom, but yeah. you didn't really have any kind of model. So do you, do you feel that a master's is very self-driven? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And then I think that the, the year ahead is going to be a lot more focused. Yeah. So we don't have so many of those group lectures or anything like that. It's more about now Head down pulling and, together yeah. your major work yeah. and your um, writing. Um, and you only then, I think you then have a really, really much more deep relationship with one or two yeah. advisors. Okay. So you mentioned that you were um, working with some film. So you, um, it seems to be there's quite a strong um, encouragement to work in a multimedia um, disciplinary within the National Art School. Um, I don't know whether it's across all art schools, but it's just from people we've spoken to. Uh, do you think this is a modern phenomenon or do you think it's uh, valid? I mean, I know lots of people have done their masters and one of my great friends in London, who is a phenomenal painter, ended up wrapping vegetables in silk on her masters and we kept going, you need to paint. Yes, I do find it interesting and I think there's this expectation that by the time you get to a masters, yes. you, you're not learning to paint. Like, no, 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 you know, gosh like no. You, but you're, you're a painter. Yeah, I am. I don't know. I'm a bit old-fashioned. I'm like, I think, please don't stop painting, Susie. That was part of the reason as well yeah. for going, is trying to understand what is the language of painting in yeah, 2020. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine had gone there and she'd ended up making PVC sculptures, yeah. which I didn't understand. I couldn't yeah. understand how that related to painting. And now I really do. Okay. Because ah, this it? kind of plasticity and yeah. the, um, the sculptural quality of painting. Yeah, is, okay. um, yeah, I just, I think that... Do they encourage that on a Masters to, to try something else or they, that's sort of the BA? That's I think they encourage you to expand your vocabulary your practice, yeah. around paint. So yeah. expand your understanding of what painting can be. Okay. So don't and think it of it as on... it can be yeah. so many things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. I've found that really interesting. And mm. I'm, I haven't really quite found a way that it, um, that my painting practice can yeah. extend into those things. I mean, especially I because your practice is so um, based on the wonderful traditions. You know, I, yeah, I look at your work as being, you know, so loyal to um, oil painting in its traditional manner. I, I think, oh, no, I just like try to imagine you, know, you going all techno. I mean, I do think about how I would love to be able to extend it in terms of like the storminess yeah. of the paintings to have like actual rain and yeah. to have like, you know, to have these kind of weather systems that I could somehow yeah. manage as a. Um, Contemporary artist, but maybe that's so where the video comes yeah. in. <laughs> so maybe it's like a soundscape behind the painting who's of the thunder the or something. Who's the artist in um, um, Tasmania? Cameron. Tasmania. Oh, Cameron Robbins. Yes. Yeah. Oh my mm. god, I love that piece that I saw mm. at Moma. So he basically. Oh, the rain with the words. It, uh, no, this one is physicality mm. of making drawing from weather. So he's he builds these phenomenal structures where. It'll be the wind will be blowing outside, and that will be moving all these mechanical arms, and then that will draw onto make marks onto the paper. Ah, okay. Unbelievable! Really, quite exciting. Um, the other person that I've really been looking at is Bill Viola because yeah. I think within his videos, he he makes this beautiful link between the vital forces of humanity and but of course is of the natural world and I think that's where I sit with where what I do anyway yeah so um yeah I don't know I'm just, but it's good it's really good to be but, challenged so do you think you wouldn't you wouldn't have had those questions you wouldn't be asking yourself those questions if you hadn't done the masters I do I I, I always ask myself those questions yeah. but I just didn't really have a, a um, first a 
framework to yeah that's okay. right yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, it gives yeah, you a yeah. structure and i suppose someone to bash it out with like the yeah. tutors to i think when you have your own art practice um and this i mean if we were having a conversation like this these things are this is great because yeah. you know have the opportunity to talk about these things, mm -hmm. but otherwise you're in your studio yeah, and there's thoughts going around right. in your head and you write them down in one of your hundreds of notebooks yeah. and then they just go, yeah. you know? I, I find I have the best idea and then I'm like, I'm so excited the next morning I come back and I go, embarrassing. Like that was just awful. Maybe it wouldn't be, but I just, I don't know. It's, you need someone else to. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, that's you? another reason why we wanted to do the podcast is, that we feel that the art community is so essential for so yeah. many artists because we are, you know, we're all creating in our little studios all yeah. over the place and having opportunities to come together. But you actually part of a group, aren't you, Ethan? Hang on, can we go back first? Oh, I, I, I just wanted from. to say one more yeah, thing about on. that too, yeah. about the Cameron Robbins, because um, one of the things that I was doing was um, going out on my paddleboard and taking pa paper out yeah. onto and trying to like draw with the motion of the waves. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been doing a lot of this, Susie. We need to talk about okay. this. <laughs> well, then, see, then I brought those drawings yeah. back into yeah. the, the studio and I was talking to one of um, the teachers and she said, so show me how you, and I said, well, actually, I've got a video. I, I videoed it. So I've got a video of how I did that. Mm, yeah. And she's like, that's it. You don't have to do any more. That's the artwork. The video of you. Do you know? And yes. I, for me, it wasn't enough. Yes. But it was really interesting to have somebody arrest your process like that. And yeah. Say, so that's it. Stop. That's you, it. You've, yeah. you've, you've come yeah. to the end of the journey. That, that journey. That experience. Isn't going that out into the water and doing that. Yeah. That was, that's the artwork. And so I think mm. like. So sometimes. So we overthinking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we keep trying to bring it back to a traditional art form. Yes. Um, Which is yes. uh, this that moment when it's thing. really just the experience. Yes, is what can be enough. Want. Isn't that interesting? All right, well, I think well, I'm tired now. I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I just wanted to go back is because you, wh why did you decide to go and learn the traditional techniques that you did at Charlie Sheard? Is that right? School. Yeah. What? Why did you do that? Was that after your BA at NAS? Yeah, that yeah. was after. So at NAS, I had done printmaking and ceramics. I'd done a little bit of painting, but not too much. And I, um, there were a number of reasons why I went to Charlie's, but um, and some of them not that exciting. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, I had then. By then, I had a young baby, and I. Um, couldn't go to art school five days a week no. um, and Charlie's was one day yeah. one full day a week with a whole lot of work in between yeah, that I could do from home yeah. where is this school uh it doesn't exist anymore but it was in Redfern oh, okay. Charlie um great name oh gosh he's such an amazing teacher and he and rightly so put so much of his energy into yeah. that school and then needed to put it into his own practice so, yes I mean he's, he's oh I see yeah Still doing amazing things, but just not teaching. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe a lot of the reasons are the same reasons why I've gone back to do the masters. Yeah. But um, essentially, what I what I got from it is that it's and like we were discussing before about having that technique, mm. knowing um, that you can be taught. Mm. Um, and, and that was his big thing. This is all, there's no mystery here. These are techniques mm. that are tried and tested. Yeah. You know, the, the masters have all done but like yeah. different things. They've experimented, you know, you know, in their own practices, but they've been taught a process. Yeah. And, um, and then he was always saying, like, this is your vocabulary. It'd be like if you had a whole lot of things you wanted to say, but you couldn't speak a language or you didn't, you didn't yes. have, you know, and then, and then you're really limited. If you, if you don't have a good command of whatever language you're trying to speak in, then you, you're, it's going to be difficult to express yourself. Yes. And he was sort of saying, the more I can teach you in terms of painting technique, the more you can... Push. accurately yeah, express right. yourself yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that way of looking at learning those techniques is really yeah well I always say I mean it's not my statement but I love the use of you've got to know the rules to break the rules yeah so if you've got that foundation mm. um in drawing and painting traditionally then you're you're away yeah. you can choose to 
use it or not. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't know it, yeah. you can't use it. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what yeah. I mean by visual language, isn't it? Like if yeah. you don't have the, the tools, and I suppose it does come down to very simply materials. If you don't know what you can do with the materials or how to use them, yeah. um, which I struggle a bit with some of them. Like I've only just started painting in acrylics for two years or whatever, and I painted in oils, but I taught myself how to paint oils, so I probably was doing it all bloody wrong anyway. But um, So did he teach you things like the grounds and how to mix the paint and what mediums to use and all yeah. those stuff? We started, we sort of, the course went along with history. So we started wow. with sort of egg tempera yeah. and, um, you know, making yeah. like gesso and... Awesome. Yeah, like with rabbit, did yeah. you rabbit skin? Rabbit skin. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and then Watch we Watch out for the of, rabbit if you've got a rabbit nearby. <laughs> Susie, right. For, for the vegans. <laughs> yeah, for the vegan listeners. Don't worry, no animals have been harmed in the production. Um... Yeah, so I mean, and then did you look at sort of the Dutch, the way the Dutch painted, and did yeah, you go through that did. kind of? Yeah, and wow. I mean, he he was just such an he's he's got so much um, yeah. curiosity himself. Yeah, and I think that um, also he really taught us a lot about because he he taught us a lot about like German oil painting techniques, yeah. and that, that's something that within our culture. In, uh, within yeah. our um, Western art teaching, we yeah. haven't really learned a lot, and and sort of highlighted the fact that because of the outcome of World War Two, yeah, 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 we kind of just didn't we didn't stopped go looking yeah. at German painters, yeah. and we started looking at French and English painters, and that was all we ever learned. And yeah. and it's just really interesting to for him to go and review that and mm. say, you know, this is all really mm. part of important part of that process. But um, for instance, one of the um, one of the projects that we had was we had to to select a theme. I think it might have been portraiture. Um, didn't have to be exactly the same painting, but something along the same lines. And we ha then we first we looked at Velasquez, and we had to paint in the style of Velasquez. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at Rembrandt, and we had to paint in the style of mm -hmm. Rembrandt. And then we looked yeah. at Titian, and we had to paint yeah. in the style of Titian. So we were really deconstructing. Yeah, yeah. which is so artist. helpful. Oh yeah. yeah. Sort of using the same pigments, the same kind wow. of you know, yeah. so really starting to understand, like getting in their own skin yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. And that is that where? Sorry, Sally. She's always interested. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Will you just talk? Um, <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Is that where the cloudscapes came from? Um, no, you know what? The cloudscapes came. It's funny how things happen to you in life, and then yeah. you don't really realise. But I was living in the Blue Mountains and. The skies up there are just so big. Yeah. I think it is just what I was seeing. Okay, yeah. And then we've moved down here in this kind of rainforesty, and it's sort of become a lot more about the ocean. But mm. when I do go to visit the mountains and I drive over the hill, which is not mm. right near where I used to live, it opens up. Suddenly, yeah, it just opens yeah. up in the most you know, and you see like yeah. you know more than 180 degrees yeah. of sky. It's fast, yeah. um, and the light is so different. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it, that there isn't that you know places like Charlie's studio, you know, sadly are no longer around. Just because, to get like an apprenticeship or something. Exactly, that's that. what yeah. I would always um just a bit stage. Sorry, Charlie. Is that um I think that that's what's lacking now, is that we are not giving young people these opportunities to become apprentices. An yeah. apprentice, and yeah. that's how we always used to learn. If you yes. were going to become a painter, you would be an apprentice, and you'd learn how to mix the paint. And you mm -hmm. would learn. Yeah. I really would like an apprentice, but I think I need to be one before I can get one. Yes, and then I might be a bit tired. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think watching people paint is one oh. of the most valuable thing. Watching what they do, and I suppose you can find a lot of it on YouTube, but it's not yeah, not, it's the, not same. the same. Is that what they taught you at National Art School in the BA? Do they go back to those basics of? Um, yeah, but you you do it in six week blocks or something, so you have I mean, yeah. you know, you so very only, okay. So it's like the, the course with Charlie was three years, wow. so it was that's yeah, yeah. amazing, and that's what an apprenticeship should be, really. Yeah, and it was not a lot. I mean, we'd have one day a week in, so we'd have twenty weeks a year, two ten week blocks in one day um but in between those lessons we'd have 
projects to do at home, which were long hours of practice. Yeah. And some of them were quite laborious in the way that you would yeah. sort of think an apprentice, apprentice yeah. might work. Mm. Um, bit kind of like karate kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Over and over, over again. Over and over Yeah, but I think, and I think at the National Arts School, I think of all, from what I understand, because I've only ever been to the National Arts School, but the National Arts School was more studio-based, more kind yeah. of skills-based. And probably coming, you know, on the back of their histories as a TAFE, um, but still, it was it, could, it did, only ditched yeah. the tone in yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's so frustrating. Anyway. Like, I just want to know, like, when you're doing your MA, is there like a path into the galleries? Do people come and look at your work from the galleries? Is there is there a sort of professional progression? Well, actually, I haven't gotten to that point yet because I think that all happens in the second year. But yeah. from what I understand from the other students that I've spoken to, the National Arts was really, really good at that. And yeah. they do that really well. And from uh, one of the girls last who graduated last year was telling me that, that, that they genuinely said to her, you know, if in the next 18 months after you graduate, if you really, really want to have a contact with a particular gallery, go through us and we'll set up a meeting. Brilliant. Oh, okay, yeah. great. So um, they are very supportive, they, and they yeah. do nurture that relationship with you. Don't they? Yeah. They, they are well, that's great. Mm. And they invite galleries to yeah. the studios the before the shows open, yeah. so that mm. towards the end they, you know, invite galleries to come through and speak with the studios and, and talk to them. Yeah. Great. And is is that your big picture? Are you thinking you'd like to be represented by a big gallery, or are you just um, curious? I think, yeah, I'm not really, I don't really have a clear picture of what I want there. I think I'm with a gallery called Curatorial & Co. with yep. Sophie Vander. She's great. Yeah. Like, and she started off as a small um, kind of online gallery. Yeah. And the business has just grown to the point where she's just looking at getting a really substantial space in Redfern. So great. Well, um, that's it would awesome. take you on Cleveland Street. Yeah. We're on the outskirts of Redfern, Surrey Hills. Yeah. And um, so I feel like, you know, and she's challenging as well. Like she yeah. sort of, um, you know, encourages me to work in different yeah. ways. Yeah. And to, so you're already, so already there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But would you, so do you, so in a way you're, you're already there and there, but no, are you I'm feeling so like. I'm not really sure how I, how I'm. Yeah, what exactly that I want with that? I mean, yeah. I. So, do you have an annual show with her, or do you. Um, how does it work? It's usually biannual, and then I also share with another gallery just outside. So, of you're it. not locked in with her no, solely? No, okay, that's great. I really, really lovely. Yeah, mm. I was going to say, because that, really that's what puts that. me off having a relationship with one I gallery. Think, I actually do think that the relationship with your gallery has to be one of absolute trust. Yeah. And um, I've just been fortunate in the people that I have worked with have yeah. really felt that. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I probably would love to do is to travel more with, yeah. with work, with yeah. art, to maybe show in, in, in across Australia and yeah. and then overseas, definitely. Um, although <laughs> now I think yeah. with COVID nineteen um, and all that we're considering, and with the environment and, yeah, and the air travel. And there's so many, I mean, it's the well, it's a, it's a very interesting topic, and um, I love listening to the podcast. And as I know, Julie does talk art, um, but the two British guys one of them is a curator, and the other's an actor. And they talk about how the whole art fair system obviously has been hugely affected, like the rest of the world, with COVID, yeah. but how it's almost COVID has become this kind of wake up to so many industries in terms of wait a minute do we actually need all these art, these huge art fairs? And Bring it back more local. Well, and it's also a bit gross to when you look at the cost that it, 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 um, it is for the galleries to put those shows on and shipping work all around yeah. the globe, mm -hmm. you know, the, the cost to the environment, the cost, you know, is it right that um, people who are graduating are getting £50,000 for a painting? And, you know, to me, it was all getting a bit gross. I think it felt gross right yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that side of the art world, I don't know. I mean, it's not something I ever have any intention or ability to get involved in. I'm, you know, I'm not going to 
but I do, I'm interested in it. I, I do think there's a place for that because I think that, you know, I love walking into galleries. So, like, yeah. I would happily spend a day, yeah. you know, just walking in a gallery area and walking mm. in and out of galleries. But not a lot of people do feel like that or they might feel Why do you think that intimidated. Is? Intimidated, or, yeah. Or they just don't have that interest. interest. Yeah. And yeah. yet going into something at Carriage Works where yeah. you can see so many things yeah. at once. Um, but maybe that actually does appeal to people. And yeah. I, I think the spaces maybe like Carriage Works that are more so, mm -hmm. they're not a white cube, right. relaxes people a bit. Yeah. It's more industrial. It looks like a market that they're happy to go in. Mm. I mean, my mum's got no visual language whatsoever, so she would never walk <laughs> into a gallery. No, I only told her it was called Art Week the other day. She yeah. was a bit We, we were great discussing how our families are. <laughs> yeah. But she, she wouldn't go to a gallery in the city. Well, she got her visual language. She got, she got trapped out. And it's another story. She got trapped out the umbrella. She was pointing it at the... The thing. She's oh. like, I don't like that one. Um, <laughs> but she doesn't have the visual language, and it's a shame because I don't think you need the visual language. You just need to be open to it. And and maybe if the galleries had someone who walked you, walked you around yeah. and said, "Did you know that the artist does this?" Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, this is I how agree. she does it. Like it's it's it could break it down a bit more. But it's almost as if, in a way, sometimes I not all galleries but some galleries almost want to be yeah. mysterious or well and some people want it to be that I, way and that's, you know what? I, think yeah. that's, I think that's changing it is changing I think hugely that's really um that's probably an attitude that oh yeah is, old school is yeah being surpassed and yeah. I, I, i'm really happy about that because i think that the thing is that um and i don't know maybe i just I think it's a really important point about your mum in that we shouldn't have to feel like we have any sort of, we're coming in with any expectation no. or where, you know, it's enough to stand in front of a painting and just have a, a good and, feeling. And your, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. your interpretation is okay. It doesn't, yeah. there's no right and wrong. There's no way yeah. to react and everybody's um, opinion is valid. And I think art is what makes us human. And, and I don't think have any preconceived notions about anyone or anything mm. like even you know to walk into a gallery and sometimes it's it's that person in their tracksuit pants that is going to be the one that's exactly exactly right. exactly that's and they're so often true. the one that, that's so true. that buys the painting and you say why did i judge him on yeah, his tracksuit pants and mismatching socks and, yeah well that's what happens um so we wanted to ask you about La Creme Creative in Brookvale that used to be called B-Size. Is that right? Uh, or is it different? Okay, explain So this is a group that you're a part of. Yeah. So tell us about them because we think um, this is, is what we're interested in in terms of the podcast is all these little communities yeah, within right, okay. and what a great, they are real, I look at them as a really supportive group. They are, yeah. Yeah. So well, what happened to me was that I was working in this studio downstairs and yeah. just kind of hit a wall being by myself yeah. and went out seeking um, a shared studio space yeah. and via a roundabout ended up at Bayside, which was an incredible warehouse in Brookvale yeah. and met um, there. Those spaces were rented out to all sorts of people. So there was, you know, um, lighting uh, designers and there was a guy working on um, vintage motorcycles and there was um, a photographer and a couple of street artists yeah. and another watercolour painter like it was just it was really um, just such a great environment yeah. for so many different people doing different things and then um, the philosophy of that um, that area sort of um, you know there was there were these kind of two different philosophies so so a group of us moved yep. to another space oh. which was sort of a little bit more kind of um still very community minded but yeah. um maybe a little um less public like this space was used a lot for um functions and okay. um, yeah um exhibitions mm -hmm. and things like that which is really great and it has its place but, yeah um and so then we we sort of became this kind of um, art group that was 
lacking real estate. Like we yeah. sort of moved from a few different places. We moved to some empty, like an empty shop in um, Seaforth and then yeah. finally found a bit of a forever home in, in Brookvale. In, um, and Is it like a warehouse or something? It's, or? it's a, yeah, it's in the industrial area. It's like a loft building. And so cool. it's a shared studio space. And again, it's a similar kind of thing in that upstairs there's desks and um, there's um, some photographers and filmmakers and yeah. people who sort of work better around a desk upstairs. And then downstairs we have like a shared meeting room and a dark room and a couple of studios. And now we have a residency program there for um, oh, cool. sort of artists from the community who might not have the resources to have their own studio. What a great, great um, And who runs it? You all run it collectively? We, or is there so a... we have a committee, yeah. So oh. there's six of us on the committee and we all run it together. Great. Yeah, um, yeah so, and then we've got, Actually, this week we've got a really interesting uh, artist who is an Indigenous artist from the Central Coast who's been the last person in the residency, which has been kind of hard for him and yeah. for everybody over this COVID time, but he's been really, um, really productive and made some mm. stuff. Um, and so then now every, well, definitely every three months and, yep. then, and then, you know, sporadically in between we have these exhibitions. We, clear out the meeting room and it's a gallery oh. space as well oh. so it's great and yeah. it's I mean a big part of the mission was to foster a creative community mm. yeah and I would love to do it up our way it's just um real estate is just cray cray um up our way but it would be something I reckon it would be amazing yeah, I think so because I love having a studio like how many days do you do there and how many days do you do well, at I home well I don't have a space there at the moment so I just go for meetings Okay. Yeah. I actually do some teaching, so I um, rent the meeting room out for the tip for a class. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it's just it's such a great yeah, it's such a great space and such a great community. Yeah, definitely. Like you're all very supportive of each other. And I think it, it's it is important to have that kind yeah. of group because otherwise, well, I think in in the times after COVID, group things are going to be even more important. Like you might not be able to do a solo show, but to get your stuff out there now, a group you know in numbers is better like financially supportively um promotion wise like if you've got six people promoting a show it's better than one you know the whole thing well, we have this other program too which is for because we sort of and this was before covid but we felt that especially on the northern beaches because it's such a long way into the city that a lot of people were working from home even one or two days a week. Yep. And if you choose to have like an industry or sort of have a business set up around um, being able to work remotely, you miss out on some of the other things that you get in an office, like, you know, sort of your chats around the photocopier yeah. and your office Christmas party and yep. stuff like that. So we wanted to kind of offer that for yeah. people who are sort of working at home yes. like working alone but together yeah mm. so we do we have a program called amigos which is you know you might not have your space love it did we go come up with that <laughs> <laughs> Amigos. Um, we do so it's just like yeah. friend, friends of the creme and um and even though you don't rent a desk there or have a studio yeah you're there. involved you're yeah. involved and you're invited to all the functions yeah, and you have access to the meeting room if you want to and yeah we've got to do it in fact through your instagram at lacreme i have booked on tim the re the resident okay, to good. do his walk at the booty national park oh, we're yes. all going, we're going with the kids because i just looked up his website from we're looking at your thing and i was like oh how cool yeah. i love that stuff well, we actually did it last weekend did you <gasps> oh, we're doing the three hour with the smoking ceremony yeah oh i'm excited it was really really interesting yeah we, we we'll have to interview like tim yeah, do. Yeah, very so how do people go about, for our listeners, so how do they go about um, applying if they wanted to be, um, is it artists in residence at the Kremlin or um, what do you call it? Uh, artists? Yeah, it's an artist residency. Yeah. It's funded uh, in part by the uh, Northern Beaches Council. And, um, so would they go through the council website? Through, no, through, um, actually I don't know if we have a link on the council website, we should. Yep. You can come directly to the local. Okay, all right. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, we will. And so how do you, as an artist, promote yourself? And how does La Creme promote themselves? Is it just 
Word of mouth. Word of mouth, Instagram. Yeah, word of mouth is huge. Yeah. I mean, I would never, ever underestimate that. And no, I, uh, like, it's something I was told very early on is not to underestimate to, you know, when your auntie buys a painting or your mum or, you, you know, yeah, and yeah. all the people that will walk into their house yeah. and see that work. Sorry. And um, <laughs> she's glaring at me. <laughs> Um, I know, I just think that's really, yes. really incredible. And and I love it when people get in contact with me and they say, oh, I um I went to a business meeting the other day and I saw one of your paintings in the, yes. in the boardroom or whatever, you yeah. know, and, and yes. you just find these like in yeah. these connections that you just never would have imagined that, that yeah. happened. Exactly. And some of them are like years later. Like, of course they are. I got you a commission never. the other day from someone that just has seen my work years ago and they want it for a teacher that's leaving and can yep. do a painting. It's like, oh, you just, yeah, you don't stays know. stays with people. I think yeah. that's the other thing. And that's the value of a good business card because you just don't know mm. when they're going to, they put that business card on the fridge and then years later they might go, I've got the money now, I'd like to buy a painting. I think Instagram's a really good tool too. I mean, I really am not great at it. I know some people are really good at Instagram yeah. and I am very kind of intermittent mm. with it. But the gallery that I have, Suki in here, which is just outside of Farnandola, they found me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's a beautiful gallery, isn't it? I, it is. I've, I'm really I've really not been, but I've virtually been several times to several shows. And it seems a, a very open-minded, yeah, um, really, really beautiful spot. I think actually it's been really interesting to be in that area and understand yeah. the the love of the arts that's in Canberra, because I'm not from Canberra, mm. but like to that that city has the institutions, you know, they have that's the, true. Yeah. and there is there's a lot of people you know, and, and also I guess people come from everywhere to work in Canberra if they're working with government or whatever. Mm, yeah. So um yeah, it's been it's been a really it's a really interesting group of people. Mm. Um, Bit of a Susan and Sam who own the gallery are just so lovely. And, and so how are they all going? Um, are they all surviving through COVID? Are they, are they fine? Have you had a, are you um, going to have they a show? Are, they, he, I mean, they have other jobs as well. Yeah. So they open the gallery and do like four days a week. And um, Sam works for the National Library. No, actually, he works for the National Gallery now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they, but I think they've been going okay. Yeah. They were forced to go online. They've yeah. never done that before. And um, but I think that's probably a good thing. That's right. I think, that's so, true, I think, actually. I think yeah. so many people are, are experiencing this that uh, feeling like, oh, I don't want to do it. And well, it's now like the going. online courses at NAS. It's yeah. opened it up to the whole country. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Like so many people have got access to it yeah. now. And same with galleries if you can't go to Canberra. I mean, a lot of people buy art from a JPEG anyway, so it's sort of just opened it up I think again. it's so interesting because we kind of thought, we had the luxury to say that, oh, that's never going to, you know, never, yeah. never buy an artwork from the internet. Um, but, yeah. People do. Well, I think yeah. with Saatchi Art and Blue Thumb and all those big ones, it's just, it's just quite normal now for, yeah. for Joe Blow to just go on the internet and buy for their airbnb or you know for themselves or whatever i think people are <clears throat> but i do think then from that point too you can only get a pleasant surprise when you open up i agree and see well, that's, that's what, what jessica watts said when we interviewed yes. her she said that because jess has this amazing um packaging system i have seen are that. they beautiful yes. they are so beautiful and she said well you want the experience to be the whole mm. experience to be amazing yeah, everyone's pleasantly surprised <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but we were looking at your website and saw, I assume, work you've started on your MA, which was um, yeah, we were about the, the gender gap and how you stitched the yeah. canvas together. I'm really interested to hear about the oh, piece actually, called The I Gap. I love that if you want to see it. Mm. Um, so, so can you explain to our listeners about this piece? So you stitched the canvas together. So normally I work on a stretched canvas, yes. but in this case I had just worked with the fabric. And I had sewn the fabric together. I mean, I've, I've worked with um, these kind of ideas of cracks yeah. in things for a long time, like the, the idea of kunsukure and piecing things back together. And, but in this case, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight the, the inequality that still exists yep. in, in the arts. Mm -hmm. um, 
sector yep. for women. And um, I thought what I wanted to do was to sew the fabric together and then paint on it because I think that we, like, often it's hard for women, especially if you've got a family or whatever, to work. Mm. And it just, you know, you have to order, you have to organise yourself in a different way yeah. so that you work in short bursts. Or you do, but we don't have the luxury of, um, you know, having necessarily an eight-hour day yeah. uninterrupted in the studio. And so the the there were a number of things with that. So the sewing being like a traditional kind of women's craft. Yep. Um, and then painting an image onto a, a, can a canvas that is like buckled and sewed was kind of a bit of a feat anyway. Yeah. And like then um, and then to pull that out and have a look at um, uh, what what image results from mm. from that yeah. and then to have these spaces where the canvas is blank yeah. and that kind of idea that if you were paying for a women's painting at the same rate that you're paying for a man's painting then that that would be how much you know yeah. that would be how much that, I, that, I love it I think it's so <laughs> well if you pay me the full price you can get the full painting <laughs> Maybe people can just staple <laughs> some notes into yeah. the gaps. <laughs> Interactive. Yeah, it's clever. It's clever. Yeah. Is that somewhere you might go in your MA? That part? Um, I I think that that was a little bit of a side project just yeah. because I mean, I don't know. These things sometimes they surface and then they resurface in a big way in a couple of years. Yeah. But I, yeah. um, I'm really, really interested in um, I guess um, social justice all social justice issues but i i feel like there's some really big things going on at the moment one mm. of them is the environment and yeah. one of them is um just general equality and yeah. obviously yeah. with the black lives matter and and mm -hmm. with you know um gender parity and yeah. all of those things but I don't think they're very isolated either. No, like I don't know. There's, there's very big links between the way we treat people and the way we treat the environment. And mm. I I feel like as much as that seems like a separate thing to trying to understand my place and my responsibilities with the environment, I do think that they are all interwoven and that they will come together at some point to yeah. my art. Yeah. I mm. just... Um, do you find it like I was saying to someone the other day like it's or maybe it was the online course i find it hard to put a message across sometimes in paint whereas if you if you drew a cartoon or you pictorially showed a woman not getting paid as much in a video it comes across like it's it's quite hard in a painting like what you've done with the gender gap with the stapling is really clever because it's sort of you know, you've got that idea, but it is quite hard, isn't it, in a in a painting that isn't pictorial? Yeah, I agree. Like, I mm. and that's something that I that's actually part of my thought process is really interesting. That I will often imagine something in terms of something that's very pictorial. Like, for instance, I've been thinking a lot about these kind of um, hybrid creatures, like a you know half half woman, half tree, or you know, mm. like this kind of thing, and that. In my mind, I think, oh, these would be really interesting artworks, but they never come out of me in that way. Yes. Like I never, yeah. I never actually. But the sentiment that's behind those sort of weird imaginings comes out in my paintings in, in another way. Yes. yes, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's I struggle with that, but it's all something to be resolved. And like you say, I think it does come out somehow in it somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't need to be obvious. It can well, no, that's right. But I am quite an obvious person, so I quite. I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I you just, just put a little post in on to you say it means <laughs> exactly. Anyway, actually, I do often think it would be. <laughs> I really think there's something in that. Yeah. Because uh, like, I often um, down the sides of the canvas or on the back, I'll write notes about you know. You know, I've left this now, but I really want to, yeah. you know, da -da -da, or yeah. this reminds me of um, a poet, or yeah. you know, there's so many interesting things that happen in the process of making a painting that I actually think 
I forget them and, and yeah. they get lost, and, mm. you know, and maybe they're not that important, but it, it just... Um, but I'm noticing, so I'm part of a, the a collaborative gallery up at Palm Beach um, currently, and I was there yesterday, um, uh, I opened the space, we all take turns in um, being in the space, and it, I love those conversations. Is that, is that so it's um, called Art Gallery on Palm Beach, and it's... It's near the RSL. Between shops. the RSL and the bottle shop is the best oh, way okay. to describe it. And it's such a fab space, 17 artists group. Um, and just the conversations I have within the gallery space are, are so valuable. To yourself? No, I'm not talking to myself. <laughs> I have those in my studio. Now, these ones are with real live people. And I met two people yesterday, fantastic. My new best friends, Tim and Sarah. Great. I hope you're listening, Tim and Sarah. Mm -hmm. Told me about podcasts. They, we had some awesome conversations and they asked me about several of the pieces in the gallery and can you tell me about these paintings and i was i'm always fascinated Did by you make this. it up no you know me i love a chat so i was there explaining the little bit of my process and explaining a little bit of another artist's process and i think to me, it's, it, they, people want the story behind yeah. how have you got there and well, see, why. The, my mum, for instance, wants the obvious. I, I've got more of a visual language, so I can. Yeah. I love abstract work and I get an emotion yeah. that she wants the obvious. She wants the flowers, she wants the story with people. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people want that. But uh, anyway, it's but all maybe different. Maybe it's just a matter of... Um, I just think you need a response. What? How, do you, how does it make you, you feel? You have, have a story behind an abstract piece. And yeah, like that's it right. could be about an emotion. Right. You know. But I agree that sometimes you need a way in. Yeah. Like you need it. Yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes a, a conversation yeah. will do that. Yeah. Well, but that's why we called the podcast Art Wank because down in um, you know, the moment in um Hobart, yeah. they have the the sort of latin bloody you know yeah. really high-end description and the art wank is the basic the absolute bog standard everyone oh, everyone yeah. can yeah so they've got like two different descriptions Do you know how they, don't, in they don't have um there's no um, explanation next to the you artwork you just have the, yeah, yeah you, you have, have a thing it, yeah. and there's two different options you yeah. get the traditional and then you get the art wank and the art works brilliant. So we're, this is what we're trying we're, to do. We're trying to do. We're trying to break down the barriers and make art accessible to everybody. It doesn't need to be all... Um... No. Well, I don't understand a lot of the traditional stuff. I get really annoyed um, with very wafty, <laughs> no, very wafty descriptions of artworks. It doesn't do much for me. But the, um, the art wank bit, I'm like, sold. Great. And that really... Under, I, I, Got a deeper understanding. Of that I painting. often like reading the children's description when I'm in a gallery. Yeah, I know what they say. Same. They're much better. Actually, sometimes the children's descriptions are better because yeah. they because they, they make you ask questions. Say something yeah. like, "Can you feel yes. the color?" Yes. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you go. We think that yeah. like, why why do we only speak to children like that? Why I know. Doesn't yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, last time I went to the MCA, that when Mum got kicked out, they had like this thing for kids <laughs> about how to look at <laughs> how to look at artwork. And um, I had the kids with me and the kids' friend, and it was like, do a dance like if you if a painting didn't get to that bit. And we were dancing in front of the painting, how it moved. And I was like, oh my god, that is amazing! I've never yeah. done that before. And we were all, and then it was like make shapes like this and we were all like this and it was fantastic i was like this is this is how we should be looking interactive at art. Art. it was Love incredible it. yes i agree like i think to yeah finding that inner child i think that's why we all we all become artists in the end well that's <laughs> true yeah that is we true. Just, i mean because those conversations that you would have with a child they really resonate with us Oh, well, definitely. And I think, you know, like Picasso said, he spent his whole career wanting to paint like a child. And I think we disregard some of possibly uh, the lady we interviewed, that lady, the artist we interviewed last week, Peter Morris. She said some of the best conversations she's had has been when she's been teaching kids, sitting around the table, you know, mm. brainstorming with them. You just go, wow. It's like the kids, Archibald. I just get so much more moved oh, by that. Love it. Um, I just think, 
this is my granddad and I love him, he's my best friend. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that is amazing. Like, okay. Why can't the other and artists got say that? Years, so I love him. Why can't they say that? I love this person so yeah. much. I just want to, you know, anyway. I actually have this little um, piece of paper that my son wrote when he was about, I don't know, five or six. And it's just this like endless kind of drum, 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 <laughs> and he's like spelt it out, D-H-R-U-U-U-M, da, da, da. and then he came in, he gave it to me, mm. and I go, what is this? He goes, it's my heart beating. Oh, stop oh. it. Oh, oh, my, oh, oh my God, God. that is so oh, cute. So, because so, so, oh, that's so an artwork right so, there, love. Mm. Frame that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we won't keep you for too much longer, but we always ask, have we got any, anything else? No. We always ask at the end two questions. Yes. Yes. So what is your favorite tool? Like of all, tool. what would be something you not, just not your use all the time, you love it? Oh. Could not live without. If we threw you on a desert island and you were going to have to paint for <laughs> yeah. the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, gosh. I Always know. hard, I know. Mm. You can only pick one, Susie. One. Can you pick a colour? Yeah. yeah. Go, Go on. for it. Um, I think umber. Ooh. Oh, nice. And Can't live with probably umber. raw umber if yeah. I had to be specific. As opposed to burnt. Yeah. Ooh. Is that like you do a lot of underpaintings in that colour? Or well, you I mix, mix with that with colour? It all the time i think every single color i mix I mean, it has so it's a like a rumber. really pure yellow there we something. go listeners get your raw umber, <laughs> get your raw umber. umber out. but the other thing about umber is that it, for oil painters it's a secative color meaning it yeah. helps helps Good the word, rest Susie. of the paints yeah. to dry Ooh, is, what does secative. that mean secative it helps the rest of the paints to dry so it speeds the drying process so rather than conversation at dinner rather tonight. than putting in something that's artificial like a, um, a drying agent yeah that there's something in the actual pigment that that speeds up the drying wow. process. Wow, did not know that. In oils, yeah. Oh, in oil, yeah. probably. In it's oil just paint. a pigment, so probably in whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I wonder what they make umber with. Well, it's just an earth. Oh, uh, so it would be a, like a dirt. yeah, dirt, dirt love, dirt. Dirt. up dirt. Well, there you go. Actually, that comes full circle because yeah. I'm such a dirt woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just rub it in dirt yeah, on the yeah. painting. And then the other question we like to ask every artist is, if you could visit an artist's studio, dead or alive, who would it be? So this gonna, talks about your influences, but one yeah, person. One person. You can go hang out for the day. If it was me, it would be David Hockney. I still, I'm oh. waiting for David to send me a request. Oh, gosh. I know. Only one. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably Rembrandt. Yeah, yes. I could see you hanging with Rembrandt. Yeah. We'd have to. Do you think it'd be chatting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be a daytime chat. I think it would be a dark, dark chat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I. I think that would be really interesting. Yes. Yes, I think it would be. I think it'd be quite. I think it'd be more. Yeah, it'd be a bit hot. Yeah, I reckon he would. I think he, I don't just know. Horny. A few of those young self-portraits. <laughs> <laughs> Not why Susie's going. Why you never know. His artwork. <laughs> yes. I've never really felt that attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed. Um, well, I suppose then we could just have a quick chat about who else now then influences your work. Like, who do you look at the most? What, like, really in depth? What artists? Well, um, I think Turner has been a huge one. Love Turner because. Mm of the weather mm. movement yes. and yes you've got a bit of turner going on yeah you can see that um but so many influences i you know i've i have to say um that i look at i look at a lot of abstract artists mm. so um i have loved um um like helen frankenthaler and um rothko and mm. You know, lot, lots of color actually. Mm. Like it's sometimes sometimes it's really funny to to know what I'm looking at and what I'm what I end up painting. Um, but also, um, oh gosh, like a lot. 
But I love Emily Kami, Nawari. She's an Indigenous Australian artist. Okay. I'm glad you um, said that. Yeah, I'm well going on and thinking show notes. Nawari. Yes, I've seen in her work. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, and um, then I get a lot of um, a lot of inspiration from um, literature and yes. music yeah. and um, yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 Just curious. Yeah, lo yeah, loads of things. And yeah. I mean, I guess also just from the natural world, from light. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we're so blessed where we live that yeah. we, we have nature on our doorstep. So we don't have, sorry about the bings, everybody. Mm. That's my Marley spoon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want Marley spoon anymore, but she keeps nagging me. <laughs> I do. Anyway, yes. thank you so much, thank Susie. You, Susie. Oh, you are a legend. I'm yeah, hoping that was, that's worked. Oh, God, I hope so. We've learned loads. Honestly, we we've just learned more and well, more. I'm moving in. That's, that's, yeah. you, you swap studios. Let's swap studios. Okay. I'm just keep a bit scared. Oh, yeah. Keep it on. Yeah, cool. Sorry. Go on. Don't, don't please don't tell me you've met him, otherwise, I'm going to cry. Well, it, no, I didn't meet him, but you know our beautiful dog star. Yeah. Mm. We've got eight Maybe yeah, we can't stop now. I'm just still I'm nervous. Hold on. End. That one? No, is it? Don't you just press end and then it. Please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast. It helps my mum and her friend Fiona get more listeners. Thank you.